0: Let's talk NRL, MC. That's what we're both here for. That's what we both love. Uh, you're going to do an NRL season preview on... Parramatta first. The Parramatta Eels. The Eels,
1: who, who were one of the disappointments of 2023, no doubt about that. They um, stormed through to the grand final in, in uh, 22, and that just seems so long ago now, uh, where they were uh, had, had a, a really good finish to the year, um, overcame some doubts that had been lingered around that squad, but... Uh, fast forward to 2023 and it was a a poor year um yeah. lots of in- they had a dream run in 22 where you look at the the availability of players and their key players that played 20 plus games was ridiculous and that's where they struggled a little bit last year obviously Dylan Brown ha- had some some off field issues as well was suspended and uh they just couldn't find um that rhythm um or or produce the football we've come to expect from them in, in the past couple of years. But, um, you know, that forward pack is still their strength. When you look at Barlow and, and Regan Campbell-Gillard, mm. um, you know, Ryan Madison, Jermaine Hopgood's st-
0: success story. You? You yeah.
1: Know, of, of,
0: Where do they fit Ryan Madison into that forward pack? Surely he's wasted on the bench.
1: He's wasted on the bench, yeah. He's wasted on the bench. I, I, I'd say, you know, probably him and Sean Lane should probably start in – on the edge is probably, you know, he had a disrupted year as well. Ryan Madison missed the first couple of games through suspension because he didn't want to pay his fine. And that probably summed up the start of Parramatta's yeah. year. They, You know, when we look at their, their gains and losses, they've signed Kelma Tuolangi and Morgan Harper um, and lost Josh Hodgson, Andrew Davey and Wonga Blake. So I like Kelma Tuolangi and this is what the Parramatta recruiters had to say. No, I'm pretty excited. Um, first thing I came in here, the, I had a lunch with uh, the big bosses in there and they said, uh, you know, our fan base is pretty big and I'm pretty stoked to be a part of it. Um, I know a few of them that I played international with, like Junior and then uh, Joffrey from previous clubs. Um, but yeah, it's just good to come to a club that you, you know people, um, but the rest of the boys, like, you know, they're all welcoming and
0: uh, showing me around. So yeah, I'm just really glad that uh, I'm joining the team comfortable, so yeah. Did you put that music under the? Yeah, yeah, that's my, that's my, sort They're of music. They're stacked in the forwards. They, they
1: are stacked, and you heard Kilmere there mention Joe Frenghawi, who had a disrupted year as well, joined mid-season and then got injured, and you yep. know, so we didn't see the the best of him. But I thought he would have been a a good sign in for him. But, um, you know, it will come down again to to Palmetto around their halves. Dylan Brown's running game needs to come back. Yeah. Uh, when he runs, he's, you know, he's a great defensive player, but when he's running, he's outstanding. Mitch Moses, I thought, had a solid year considering he mm-hmm. didn't have much support, and Clint Gutherson, you know what you're going to get from him. For Parramatta, their issues around, uh, I think they're just, they're too power-based. Um, yeah. If they don't win um, that, that power battle in the middle of the field, there's not much else going on for them at the moment. Uh, you know, they're still looking for a strike outside back with some speed, but... Um, I don't know if if they'll find one. Their dummy half's problematic. You know, the Josh Hodgson experiment didn't work after they let go of, of um, Reed Marnie. And yeah. um, so I just, I think there's a real deficiency there. And Joey Lussick will probably start, you know, Brendan Hands did a decent job filling in, but they're not top choice hookers. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a, a bit of a problem for them. Um, I've got them come in outside. I think I have a miss in the eight again, which will mount more pressure on, on Brad Arthur. I don't think he can afford to miss the eight two years in a row um, to guarantee that he'll be the, the coach there um, beyond this year. So I've got them missing my eight and um, probably a bit of drama happening in Parramatta.
0: Have they still got space to sign another player? Because we heard all this. They need an X-Factor outside back. They'll link to Josh Adokar at mm. one point. Um, are they still in the market? I I think they do have a little bit of money
1: there this year for a decent first grader and then probably in the market for a a big name in in 2025, because there's no doubt that since they sort of lost like Michael Jennings, they haven't had that speed in the back. Someone that can create something out of nothing. Um, you know, young Penasini is going to be a really good player. And we've seen glimpses of it. Mm. But he's still young and, and, and learning. But I think he, he's definitely gonna be a strike center for him. So when you've got, you know, him and Dylan Brown, like there's some young players that are gonna be some really good first graders there, but um, you know, whether or not their investment in the middle of the field for that power game and the amount of money they've spent on Cam mm. McGillard and Palo and offering Gowie and these sort of fellas is gonna to prove to be the right strategy, I'm not sure.
0: And you, you mentioned nine briefly. Brendan Hands was good last year. Does uh, he have a chance to, to develop into uh, a, a genuine starting He exceeded starting expectations, hooker? and he, yeah. he,
1: he saved him from being a, that position from being a calamity yeah. after Josh Hodgson didn't work. They didn't have anyone else there to, to turn to. So I think Joey Lussick probably has an edge on him to start at number nine. Okay. Um, Is Hodgson still there this No, nah, he's got retired. He's retired, yeah. He's yeah, retired, that's right. yeah. That's So right. he's retired off the back of those injuries. So, um, But whether they carry one off the bench again, a uh, back off the bench, or that utility number nine off the bench, I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, just... Uh, there's something that's missing in that, in that Parramatta side for me to go, yeah, they're a lock for a top eight spot. And they should be, but, um, you know, Clint Gutherson will give all every week. Yeah. Can he turn games for Parramatta? I'm not sure. But, he, you know, he he's going to push the envelope and um get them in a situation where they're, they're going to compete in most games. But, yeah, Junior Parlor was off last year. Regan Camaglade was off. Ryan Madison didn't have a good year. Sean Lane couldn't replicate what he had done the year before. And that's their strength. Mm. And if those forwards can't find that again, I think it could be a, a tough year for him.
0: Was it a matter of uh, – there was a lot of talk about – A World Cup season coming straight into, you know, another NRL season, player fatigue. I think Junior Paula played more games than any other player in the NRL. He had
1: a huge, he's had a huge 24 months, Junior, through Origin and Test matches and World Cups and uh, how deep Parramatta went in in 2022, and he looked a little bit tired last year. Yeah. He's a really good player, Junior. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, he's a great leader and one of the real good guys in, in the NRL, but... He needs to find that, rediscover that 2022 form where he and and Regan Campbell-Gillard, those discussions, were they the best
0: middle pairing in the game? Uh, Western Sydney Eagles says, boys, I'm tipping Ryan Madison would be keen on some of that Saudi (laughs) money. Uh, Reptiles says, G'day Shaggers, Ryan Madison is way off with the playing group and the club. By round 10, we'll be playing at a different club. Any truth to that? I haven't
1: heard. No, I don't know. I'm not sure about it. Was he
0: the one rumored to be swapping with Josh Adokar?
1: I think that, yeah, that was floated um, as a potential, but I don't think that actually came from Parramatta. I think that might have been an inquiry from other um, people, uh, potentially linked to Josh Adekara as well. So, um, you know, Bryce Cartwright had a good year yeah. last year, but, um, yeah, I think that if they're at full strength, Ryan
0: Madison and Sean Lane have to be on either side of the field. All right, do so we jump into the Bulldogs straight away? Let's yeah. Let's
1: yeah, it's going to take me 20 minutes to go through their gains and losses, considering all the players <laughs> that they brought in. Don't, don't ask me to put a position next to more. Okay. because yeah. lots, up in the air, lots up in the air. So. A few 14s. Uh, no doubt, they also had a poor year in 23, given mm. the expectation of Cameron Serrato arriving and some of the players that they bought. I didn't have him in my top eight last year at all. I didn't think they'd challenge for the top eight, but I expected just a bit more from them and an improvement. and. We didn't see enough improvement for, for me to give him a pass mark for, for last year. Yeah, This year, there can't be any excuses. When you look at their gains and losses, Bronson Sherry, Stephen Crichton, Connor Tracy, Blake Taft, Jamin Salmon, Josh Curran, Drew Hutchinson, Kurt Mann, Jake Turpin, Pouassa Farmacilli. They're the gains. Mm. Their losses are Jake Avarello, Tevita Pangai, Kyle Flanagan, Puyallamati, Luke Thompson, Corey Waddell, and Braden Burns. So aside from Jake Avarello, I think, Game, they come up massive winners in gains and losses. They've, they've <laughs> bought some really good players in terms of Stephen Crichton. I like Connor Tray. I think Josh Curran is an outstanding buy for him. He'll yep. start at 13, yep. I, I'd say. And I think he had a an underrated stint there at the Warriors. And I think now coming to a, a big Sydney club where more eyes will be on him, particularly in this market, I think we sh- it will show what a good player he is. So I like what they've bought. My issue with the Bulldogs is... You know, where do they play these guys? Yeah. How do they fit yeah. in? And when you got a side that underperforms a little bit, um, and you've got all these players that play in multiple positions, my concern is is that all right, they start in round one, round two, they start the year two and three, two from you know, two two wins from their first five games or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Do they blow it up and undo mm. everything they did in summer? And go for different combinations. Will they be patient? You know, that's that's my only concern. When you got all these guys that play in multiple positions, that's can be a tendency from the coach to just blow it up and and start again, and you lose three months worth of work. Yeah, you know. But I, I like what they've done. I think Stephen Croydon will start in the centres. Okay. Um, and then you've got either Connor Tracy or Blake Taft starting at fullback potentially.
0: Is he on too much money to play centre? Nah, no, it doesn't him, matter. Yeah.
1: You know, people say that, but I don't think it matters. You play him in the best position that yeah. you know will fit, regardless of the number, because um, you're going to pay him anyway, right? And if he's going to have a greater impact on the side at centre, who cares what you are paying him? Yeah, you don't have to. You know, if he he's a world class centre, if he can have a similar impact that he had with Penrith, Canterbury fans will be happy. My the issue would be Matt Burden and what sort of role he plays yeah. and whether he can show that he can run a side or he, is he a centre? Mm. And then the number seven, you know, is it Drew Hutchinson? Yeah, Toby Sexton, like they're not exciting names, mm. you know, to to guide your side around. But they've got some strike in the outside backs. When you look at, you know, Crichton and Tracy and um, Kiraz, yeah, Ado yeah, there's some points there. Could
0: you per- potentially have a an edge of uh, Burton, out Crichton, and Ado Car? You could, which is as good as any. Essentially, it is as, it is as good as any. The, the problem for the Bulldogs. Probably is going to be: Do they get in field position to use? Yeah, those strike weapons. Because
1: there's no doubt they're a middle short, a, a quality genuine. That's why they went hard after Adam Fanor Blake. That's why they've been linked to a few other middles um, as as well. Because when you look at that that forward pack, it's lacking some punch. Yeah, um, and that's probably the the downside of of the Bulldogs. But I expect them to improve again. Well, they have to improve on what they did last year. I still don't have them in, in, in my top eight. I don't think they'll challenge for the top eight. But if they improve and they can just buy, now now they just need to buy some top-end class. Yeah. They've got the foundations. you know. People have mocked all, all those signers, but what it's done, it's improved their squad. It hasn't made it, aside from Stephen Crichton, Stephen Crichton should be a game-changer for them, Yeah. But outside of that, the rest of them are really good first-graders. And the Canterbury's depth over the last four or five years have been horrid. So squad number, you know, from number 10 to number 25 on their roster is so much better and so much stronger. So I think they'll have a better year, but still outside the eight.
0: All right. Uh, heaps of texts and feedback to get to after the break. Remember, you can text us 0457 736 736 or give us a buzz. Eels fans, Bulldogs fans, 1300 01 1170. We're here for Brighton's lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's lawyers.